Welcome everyone to the Special Education Inner Circle Podcast. I'm your host, Katherine Witcher, and today we're going to talk about redefining placement in special education. This past week, I was coaching a group of master IEP coaches. If you don't know what that is, you're thinking, what's a master IEP coach? Just head on over to masteriepcoach.com. You'll get all the details. But I was coaching them and um, they bring me cases that I can help them work through because they serve clients in their community and they work with parents and school teams and making sure everything's going the way that should be in the special education programs. And a master IEP coach brought to me a situation where there was a discussion about placement happening for a child who was not accessing their education. The child was at home and she has the ability to do uh, grade level work. Okay, so general education classes when it comes to academics would be just fine. But there's other things going on outside of academics that's making accessing the education super tough. So as we were walking through the possibilities of what could happen next for this child, I heard the master IP coach say, okay, so mom wants a self-contained classroom and I don't think the child needs that. And I said, whoa, 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 just a minute. Let's talk about this. Why don't you think the child needs a self-contained classroom? And of course, kind of the old school thinking pops up when we hear self-contained classroom and we're thinking it's for children who do not have the ability to do grade level work at this time. That's an intensive instructional classroom that is only for a certain type of student. And that is simply not true. So we walked through all the different pros and cons of looking at this self-contained classroom. Now, some of you guys might not like that term self-contained. It's just a standard vocabulary word. It doesn't mean anything negative for anybody. It's just saying that it is a classroom that is specific for special education instruction at all times. So. We walk through the possibilities that could happen inside of this self-contained classroom that is traditionally not thought of for a child who can do grade level work and who does not have outbursts of behaviors. This child fit uh, in between all of the kind of the typical labels that would happen for a self-contained classroom, yet it still needed to be considered as a possibility. So I've been thinking about this for days and days because this is really the opportunity that we have right now to flip the perspective in special education and start to make better decisions than what we have in the past. I've been saying for months, ever since all of this virus crisis stuff happened, that we have the opportunity to put special education back together better than it was before. That includes changing our mindset of what some of these classic special education terms mean. Really flipping our perspective to think outside the box in a way that redefines what special education services really can do and how they can serve the whole child and help them reach their full potential in those areas of further education, employment, and independent living. For those of you that are new here to the podcast, that's the purpose of the IEP, right in the purpose and findings of ideal law. I'm not a lawyer, but guys, I've been doing this for you know 
couple of decades. I'm telling you where to look. In the Purpose and Findings of Idea Law, it'll tell you that we have to provide a free and appropriate public education. We know that part. We have to meet a child's unique needs. Yes, we have to individualize. And we need to prepare them for further education, employment, and independent living. That can take place in a variety of different environments that the school can provide. So let's just talk about a couple of different situations in addition to the one that we just chatted about. So maybe it's gonna get you thinking about special education just a little bit different. So as we go to these IEP tables, whether they're in person or virtual, and we start making big decisions as we emerge out of school shutdowns and lockdowns, sooner than later, we're going to emerge out of this and we're gonna have some big decisions to make. Our students will have changed. Our children will have changed. The school system will have changed. We can actually make a change for special education for the better if we think of things differently. So let's talk about another situation. A lot of times when we talk about the full continuum of placements, so that's a term for you to know, full continuum of placements, we have on one side of the continuum general education with no supports, and we have on the other side of the continuum a residential day school. And there's a whole lot of things in between there. And many times before we get to the place of residential uh, school, then we have uh, homebound instruction, we might have a therapeutic day school, we have different options that we consider. And most people would consider a residential placement the most restrictive situation Ever. And I know I'm talking about an extreme situation right now, but this helps you set the precedence in your mind of all the different opportunities that are out there and how to flip your thinking about least restrictive environment. That's another term that you need to know. So least restrictive environment and full continuum of placements go together like peanut butter and jelly. Like you have to be able to use those terms together. You have to fully understand them. You have to know what that definition means for your child or your students, because that's the only way that you can make a great decision. So this situation that I'm talking about was a personal client of mine many years ago, and the child was in extreme danger for himself and for those around, which means that he was limited to the rooms that he could access in his home. His whole world was two rooms. And that's not because the parents didn't try everything. It's not because the school didn't try everything. It's because that's what the child um, could be in during the day, during the night, at all times for safety reasons. And we had to look at this full continuum of placements and there was a residential option that was far away from home, but it was going to help this child access more than two rooms in their home. So this actually became a less Restrict, restrictive environment. So we, our term in special education is least restrictive environment is what we need to provide. So we're looking for what would be less restrictive than this child being limited in their home. So he ended up in a residential placement for several years and he did really well. Was it hard? Yes. Was it gut-wrenching? Was it heartbreaking? Absolutely. Is the child able to access their home now? They're full home now? Yes, they are. And I fully do not believe that that would have happened if we wouldn't have went to what would be considered an extreme, but it was actually a less restrictive environment for this child to learn their skills and then be able to generalize them and then become part of his family in a whole new way when he was able to. So there's another example of how what we consider restrictive 
can really change based on what the child's needs are. So that first situation we talked about, uh, some people thought that the self-contained classroom would be too restrictive when actually being at home and being limited and not being able to access the general education is super restrictive. So this was going to be a great bridge to get into the general education environment, but we needed the bridge. In this situation where I talk about a child um, going into a residential placement, that was a bridge to come back to his home and then be able to access other environments. So let's talk about kind of the other extreme where we talk about, and I hesitate here because this is a really common misconception. So I want you to hear this really clearly. A lot of people believe that if a child gets a one-on-one -on -one aid assigned to them for the day, they can access more of their school environment long-term. Most of the time, a one-on-one -on -one aid that is being used for the purpose to simply access the general education environment is a band-aid fix for what really needs to happen for a child to truly have inclusive experiences and learn outside of a direct instruction environment that is specialized for special education. Okay, so what we're saying is, if you think that the least restrictive environment is general education with an aid with a child 100% of the time, I'm going to challenge you to rethink that. I'm going to challenge you to think if that is true, what training does the aid need and what training does the general education teacher need to make this environment accessible and promote independence? inside of that classroom because it is not less restrictive to be in a room if you have to have an adult next to you at all times and you cannot access or learn with Mac without maximum prompting or maximum help. Sometimes we need to look at a smaller environment to again build that bridge to go to bigger rooms, to go to bigger concepts and there is absolutely 100% nothing wrong with that. This is what individualizing means. This is what finding the least restrictive environment so we can build independence. This is what it means. This is what it means to really look at the full continuum of placements. And this does not mean that it's an all or nothing decision. Too many times when we're looking at this full continuum of placements, everything from general education to a residential school that might be out of state for a family, we're looking at all of these things in between and we feel like there are options kind of in a box. You choose this classroom or that classroom. Well, what if, what if you can have both? What if you can have both? It's absolutely possible to make a combined effort between general education and special education and not pick one placement, but truly individualize a placement. I'm gonna give you another example. And this one is close to my heart. It's about my brother. So you guys know my brother is 43 with Down syndrome, which means that he went to school in the good old 80s. And back then we could say things are much different than they are now, unfortunately. They're not. That's how come I'm here with you today. That's how come I'm pushing you to think about special education differently because I don't want to be looking at this two decades from now and say, mm, yep, nothing else has changed. 
No, we can be the change makers. We can be the idea bringers. We can be the solution finders. We can make these changes happen, but you have to stop accepting the old school definitions of what needs to happen in special education. So with my brother's placement, my mom tried all of the public school options, tried and tried and tried. And there was a therapeutic day school nearby and she got pushback from the school that my brother could not attend there because it was too restrictive. See, my brother was what they would consider well-behaved. He listened. He followed directions. But you know what? He wasn't learning. He was going with the flow. He was in a classroom that wasn't challenging him. In fact, he probably should have had a couple of meltdowns because he was not being pushed out of his comfort zone. He was going with the flow and he wasn't moving forward. He wasn't living up to his potential. And there was no classroom available at the time to make that happen. All of the different options were tried. So finally, he goes to the therapeutic day school in our area and his knowledge explodes. His speech explodes. His joy explodes. It was amazing to see him honored for who he is and then pushed to reach his potential with all of the tools that he needed. So a lot of people would think that therapeutic day school is more restrictive. But you know what? My brother was stuck in one classroom and quite honestly, he was stuck standing against the wall at recess. So he didn't get in the way of the other kids. That's a whole nother story for another day when we start talking about inclusion and how if it's not done right, it's actually harmful for everybody who's involved. But we'll talk about that at another time. But you need to know that this therapeutic day school was the most liberating experience for my brother, for my family, for me as a special needs sibling to see my brother thrive. And that would have never happened in what other people might call a less restrictive environment. That was the bridge that he needed to access his community long term. He's held a job at Walgreens for you know 10 years, and then he moved, and now he's highly involved with Gigi's Playhouse. If you guys don't know what that is, go Google it if you're in the Down Syndrome community. Gigi's Playhouse is amazing. So he's involved, and a lot of people thought that my family was doing the wrong thing by moving my brother into a therapeutic day school in the 80s and 90s. It was 100% the right thing. You have to do what's right for your students and for your child. As a parent and as a teacher, you have the power to redefine what least restrictive means for each individual child. I think it's absolutely crazy that we go to look at least restrictive environment and there's this full continuum of placements. See, I told you, those go together all the time, okay? It's the same conversation and that it's very standardized. Less restrictive is general education and more restrictive is you know a more intensive special education program. But really, in the real world and what that looks like, you can actually have a less restrictive environment in a more intensive special education program if it gives the child the ability to be independent and learn to their potential. This is a place where we need to have some really strong, honest conversations. There's a lot of people that are going to disagree with me. That's okay. There's a lot of people that are going to think, no, it has to be general education at all times. Okay. That is your view. And I honor that. 
For those of you that are shaking your head thinking, I never thought about it this way, or I need to think about it this way, or I need to have this conversation with my team to figure this out because we have to redefine our least restrictive environment definition. We need to redefine the full continuum of placements. Let's have that conversation inside of the special education inner circle is where we're going to continue to have this conversation. We're going to redefine this. I am not going to settle for old school definitions of anything from inclusion to self-contained. Each one of those environments, each one of those services, each one of those classrooms and programs can absolutely 100% be redefined for each individual student. And you know what? It doesn't necessarily cost more money. It doesn't necessarily cost more time. It takes thinking power. That's what it takes. It takes the guts to do what's right and not what everybody else has been doing. It takes the initiative to bring up the conversation, even if it's going to be hard. It takes the vulnerability to possibly be wrong. Maybe you're going to open up this conversation and decide that everything that's happening is just right. And you have this whole conversation and you end up exactly back to where you are in placement decisions and what full, full continuum of placements is and what least restrictive environment is. But you know what? You had the conversation. You're not going to have that regret a few years ago saying, well, what if I would have thought about this different? What if I would have asked? What if I would have had that conversation? I challenge you today to have that conversation to start to redefine because as we start to get students back into school. We do not have to go back to the way that it was. We can actually change what's going to happen in the future of special education. You can be a part of that. I'm going to encourage you again, come on over to specialedinnercircle.com so we can continue this conversation. And if you want to be a change maker, if you don't just want to switch this conversation for yourself, but you want to help other people too, that's over at masteriepcoach.com. Remember guys, full continuum of placements, least restrictive environment. You can change these things for your your child, for your students, and it will change their future. I'll talk to you guys next time.